0: A bonus episode try and do these on Fridays skipped one last week was busy forgot I don't remember uh, this week I will be reading something called the difference between attraction and perversion um, I write for a couple websites I'm not going to tell you which ones they are right now because uh, it's published on one of the websites but the other one did not publish it and what I'm going to do is read the piece to you and then I will read the um, I guess rejection letter, even though I'm a regular author for them, they said, "Eh, we're not going to run this one. So here it is, the difference between attraction and perversion. Tell me what you think. Is it over the line? Is it um, out of bounds? I don't know. Conventional wisdom says that after you get married, you and your spouse stop trying to doll up for one another. You gain weight and, in turn, become asexual potatoes that make other people think, "eww" as you stroll past them. Well, I am proud to proclaim that despite being married for eight years, I still got it. I got checked out at the gym recently, and then it went to the point of mild obsession within the span of minutes. Was it the uh, hot bod woman the desk clerks call Boomtown behind her back? Or was it the beautiful blonde with the uh, perky, I'm gonna stop there because my wife sometimes listen to these. Anyway, seriously though, just as an aside, if she were up for it, I would give the blonde the most disappointing 30 seconds of her life. That's neither here nor there. Anyway, it doesn't matter because it was no woman. As has been the luck in my life, I was given an arched eyebrow of interest by the newest homosexual at the gym. I will point out that there are a handful of gay folk, that I at least know of, who exercise at the gym, and they are fine and dandy people. I'm actually friends with a few of them, and have absolutely no problem knowing that at any given moment, one of them (gasps) might be in the locker room at the same time as I am. It doesn't make me clutch at pearls or fan myself in disbelief. It's a locker room. The human body is what it is. Big whoop. If anything, seeing what I'm packing will disappoint them and ruin any fantasies they might have had about me. Because if we're being honest, conservative Christians have taught me that all gay men fantasize about every man they see. And if you actually believe that, then I have an offer for you. A Nigerian prince owes me $20 million. I just need you to deposit $5,000 into an account to have the funds released. So, if you believe that, then you probably do believe that all gay men fantasize about all straight men. It's nonsense. Anyway. The other day, I was doing a little cardio when I saw a man exit the locker room wearing an extra tight muscle shirt and walking with an extra swish in his step. My gaydar went ping, and then I shrugged and went back to spinning my spindly little legs on the elliptical machine. When I cleaned off my sweat and turned to leave ten or so minutes later, I noticed he was several yards away on a treadmill, stealing glances at me. Which is fair enough, oogling never hurt anyone, and hey, ego boost, I'm a head turner, oh yeah. Anyway, I made my way to the locker room and started undressing, when he walked past me again, snagging a look. I furrowed my brow a little, because mathematically speaking, if he was done exercising for the day, he hadn't gotten much of a workout. I mean, he arrived after I was already upping my heart rate, and now he was in the locker room? Mm, according to my calculations, he would have only spent about ten minutes on his treadmill. Well, then he walked by me again, stealing a glance, and then once more. Now I was ready to roll my eyes. Really? I mean, really? Walking back and forth repeatedly, looking my way each time? This wasn't accidental. There was no, whoops, I forgot to get something out of my locker. Oh, I only needed it for three seconds. I'll put it back in my locker. No, wait, better just duck into my locker one more time and get it again. I mean, this was deliberate. He's walking back and forth, glancing at me constantly. I ignored him. I put my towel on and made my way back to the showers, which are private little cubicles. My new friend took note of my destination. I saw him watch me walking away. Well, after I scrubbed off my sweat and toweled up once more and stepped out of the shower, he was standing at a urinal about ten yards away. If you're listening and you're a woman and unfamiliar of how men pee at urinals, it generally goes like this. You stand, stare forward, and pee. You can look down, but not left or right, especially if there is anyone next to you. Well, as I stepped out of the shower, the man was standing, arms akimbo, and head cranked to the side so he could look over his left shoulder. It was the least casual peeing stance I have ever seen, and it was beyond obvious what he was doing. Monitoring the shower stalls. Instead of rolling my eyes, now I wanted to laugh. He looked like an idiot, and I don't know if this was supposed to make me feel uncomfortable or flattered, but as I stifled my giggles and shook my head, I wasn't either of those things. I thought about saying, oh, knock it the fuck off as I walked past him, but I decided I didn't care enough to. Back at my locker, I did one of those under-the-towel, you know, dresses like women do at the beach, where I had my towel on and then put my underpants on so, you know, nobody could see me naked, which I usually don't do. Usually I don't care about being naked in the locker room, but he was walking back and forth, not so casually. Several times he did this, trying to see what I was up to. Like I said, I'll change in front of anyone but not when they're actively looking for a peep show. I think the only thing that bothered me about the whole situation is that actions like those of this particular man fuel homophobia. Shit like this gives people who scream about transgender bathrooms and gay predators examples. Because even though the actions of the one do not define the many, that's not how bigots think bigots take single examples and shout them to their hateful choir, who in turn pretend that an isolated incident is the norm. It's also sad that he was acting this way because there are people out there who would beat the crap out of the guy if they were the object of his affection in that locker room. And that's the problem. He would kind of deserve to get the shit beat out of him for being a pervert, not a homosexual. See, I didn't report what happened for two reasons. One, I just didn't care. If anything, my irritation level was raised to mosquito level. Yeah, it annoyed me, but only to the point where I had to roll my eyes. The whole situation was never more than a whatever dude to me. The second reason I didn't report what happened is because we live in a social justice warrior-driven nation. Everything is a hate crime or a microaggression or intolerant behavior. If I say I was getting leered at in the locker room, Suddenly I'm a bigot. People rarely look at nuance or the complete picture. They see and hear what they want to see and hear, despite what actually was. So if I were to note this guy was acting inappropriately, they would translate it to, You're a homophobe! So screw it. What happened was rare, I can deal with it, and I was able to turn ahead at my advanced age and with my flabby dad bod. Still got it. All right, so that's what I wrote, that's what I submitted. It's on the web right now in one uh, major publication, meaning it's out there for public consumption. But then this littler website that I do write for, uh, this is the email I got. Hey there, sorry to be late getting this to you, but because of the subject matter, I had to send your submission over to the publisher to review. It's really hard to relate to stories like this and get the tone right, I know. Here are her concerns and the reasons we can't publish this one. First, there's a sense that it's still not, quote, normal to be homosexual. Two, there's the buildup of the guy's actions that lead us to thinking he might be a sexual predator. But if he's just a pervert, then that's just a mild annoyance. That is probably my biggest problem with it. If the guy did cross a line, then that is problematic and should be stated as such. If he did not cross a line, and is just gay and looking at another male body, then there is nothing to write about. And three, No one who cares about social justice is going to call him a bigot if the guy was really crossing some boundaries. Okay, uh, that's bullshit on all three parts. There's still a sense that it's not normal to be homosexual. I made it very clear that this was the action of one human being and not gay people. So that throws out that line. But then to say that he didn't cross a line... He was, it's it's a guy, it's a gay guy checking out another male body in her terms. Yeah, that's fine. But it was perverted. If I'm in a locker room, if you happen to see someone because they're naked, whatever, this guy was actively walking back and forth and looking at me. There was no reason for him to be in the locker room for five minutes, just pacing and stealing glances at me. That is inappropriate behavior. And that's why the third point, no one who cares about social justice is going to call him a bigot if the guy was really crossing some boundaries. He was. I described it. He was crossing boundaries. But since you're a social justice warrior, you're afraid to publish the piece because you're worried. Like, oh my gosh, he's not talking about homosexuals in completely glowing terms. No, I state flatly, gay is fine. I have no problem in changing in front of gay people. But if one is going to stare at me, that's inappropriate. You can't make blanket statements like all gays are bad or all gays are good. Every ethnic and religious and sexual orientation group has good people and bad people. And the overwhelming majority of people on the planet are good. And then you have small percentages, no matter where, white males, black females, Latinos, gay men, who are assholes. And so I guess I don't like, I don't mind being rejected, I guess I don't like... The fact that it's rejected on false terms. Just say, I don't like this piece. But don't try and lecture me and say there's something wrong with it. When you do that, you're undermining... I guess you don't have credibility. There's no credibility. Don't make up reasons. Don't bullshit me. Just say, we're not going to run this one, and don't tell me why, because I really don't care why. I would rather receive a flat rejection than bullshit reasons. Anyway, if you listen to this and think I'm being homophobic and wrong-minded, please leave a comment on the uh, podcast and or contact me, nathantimmel.com. There's a contact form right there somewhere on the website, probably under contact. All right, new episode coming on Monday. Thanks.